0: And welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The story is told of a father and son that were out for a walk one day. And this young son noticed as they were walking a large ant hill, And so they stopped to observe it for a while. And if you know anything about ants, they were really busy scurrying everywhere. And as they watched these ants, the young son said to his father, Dad, do they even know that we're here Could they even know that we're here? And, of course, the wise father saw that as an opportunity to teach a lesson. And here is a statement that we all need to understand. It is more impossible, if that's even possible, more impossible for us as humans to know about God than it would be for an ant to know about humans. Now, let me just repeat that. It's more impossible for us humans to know about God than it would be for an ant to know about humans. That is, if God had not chosen to reveal Himself. The transcendent God is above us in every way, and He is absolutely unknowable unless He chooses to reveal Himself. Isaiah 55 is one passage that kind of alludes to that, and verses 8 and 9 say this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts." And, and essentially, what is going on there is, uh, through the prophet Isaiah, God is saying, I'm not on the same level as you. I'm the creator, you're the created. And, and God is so far above us, it's, it's like, in a way, a human compared to an ant, only a greater distance than that. Um, An ant has no uh, hope of ever being able to communicate rationally with us and really not even to have uh, an awareness of our presence. It just just wouldn't be possible. And even more so is, is us to Almighty God. God is so high above us. His ways, His thoughts are so, so high above us unknowable unless God chose to reveal Himself. And the good news is this, He has. In Psalm 19, we are taught that He has revealed Himself through general uh, things, so general revelation, and, and He's revealed Himself in creation. Romans chapter one talks about that, that uh, God has revealed himself in creation and in our conscience. Um, the, the writer of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, said that in, in the heart of every man, God has placed eternity. So we're we are hardwired to know that there is a God, and that it is God that hardwired, hardwired us that way, and then we can look around in creation, and creation shouts. It shouts the fact that there is a God. And so that is so very, very important to understand. But Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 kind of give us a little insight into God's progressive revelation. And the last part of Psalm 19 uh, talks not about general revelation, but specific, special revelation. And that is God's Word. Hebrews chapter 1, uh, verses 1 and 2 says this God, after He spoke, He spoke long ago to the fathers, our forefathers, in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways. And so God, through through many times, in many ways, in different portions, God spoke to us through the prophets in the, in, in the Old Testament. In verse 2 says, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And so God spoke to us, not only through the prophets in many ways in the Old Testament, but through the coming of the Lord Jesus to this earth. Uh, uh, The the Apostle John said, in the beginning was the Word, Lagos, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And he goes on to say, the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. And so God spoke to us through His Son and now He is speaking to us through His revealed Word, the Word of God. So God has chosen to speak Speak to us in those ways, or we would not have the capability of even knowing that there there was a God. And so, um, in in the Old Testament, uh, God spoke numerous times to different individuals. I would call these Divine Encounters, and and that's what I'm calling now. I want you to hear this. That's what I'm calling this new podcast series, Divine Encounters, as we are looking at eight different... People, actually nine, nine different people that had a special encounter with the divine, with Almighty God himself. And we're going to look at each one of these over the next uh, uh, several podcasts. We can uh, learn a lot about our God from studying these encounters from knowing these encounters one of the things that uh, that really bothers me is the fact that i believe that uh, much of so-called evangelical christianity today people in the pews have um a watered down knowledge of the word of god in many cases just pure out biblical Ill- illiteracy even down to the to to the uh, well-known stories of the Bible. So, uh, in these next podcasts, we're going to encounter some of these stories as we see these people encountering Almighty God and see what we can learn from those encounters. We begin in this particular podcast with um, Adam and Eve. We're going to start right at the beginning, and we're going to begin with the creation of Adam and Eve, really the beginning of of the human race. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 31 we hear this then God said let us make man by the way this is on the sixth day of creation God has created everything including the animals everything and now he's down to to humans he says let's start again then God said let us the, the triune God, make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male, And female He created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so, and God saw that all he had made. And behold, it was very good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth Day. And then in chapter 2, verse 7, it says Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being or a living soul. Then God planted a garden toward the east of Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. And so uh, there is the story of the of the first man being, being created, Adam, but look in verses 18 and following. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And what? Whatever the man called the living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And God fashioned it into a woman. The rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed so there the creation of the human race and 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 in that we see God's desire not his need not his need God doesn't have any needs he had but it was God's desire to have a relationship with us with humans amazing amazing God didn't need it God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit had perfect and fully satisfying relationship but God loved us God wanted to show his love to us God wanted to pour his grace out on us God wanted us to see his glory and to bring him glory and therefore he created us and they were there pre-fall before the fall they were there in unbroken fellowship in in the garden think about that see god planted a garden it says God placed the man there, it says, and, and, and God uh, put him there to cultivate the garden. So there was obviously uh, the encounters there in, in that very first relationship. They were, there was an ongoing relationship there, and it must have been a Personal relationship. Um, it, it wasn't like he was speaking to him through through the word of God or through preaching or someone else. It was God directly dealing with Adam and Eve. And in chapter two, verses sixteen and seventeen, then uh, he gives he gives a warning to to these uh, two to Adam and Eve. And it, it says this: The Lord God commanded the man, saying, "From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat." for in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die god warned him he said you've got a choice here you've got a choice i want a relationship with you but i'm giving you the opportunity to obey me or not obey me if you don't obey me if you if you eat from this you're going to die there is going to be death brought on you but not only on you but on the whole human race Well, um, this encounter has been wonderful. It's been a great unbroken fellowship, and it's a picture of what is to come, by the way, for those of us that are looking forward to heaven. But there was a sad encounter in in chapter 3, verses 8 to 24, and I don't have time to read those verses, but, but you know that Adam and Eve took the forbidden fruit, they they, uh, fell and they sinned, that relationship was broken, God came back into the garden again as he had in times past and asked them where they were. They were hiding from God because they knew that they had done wrong. And so you see there God's justice in action as God uh, pronounced a curse a curse on them, on, on the woman, on the man, on the serpent, and, and they had to suffer the consequences of their sin. But then you also see God's mercy and grace, because there, in the midst of pronouncing the curse, is the proto-evangelum, the first mention of the gospel, where he said that the serpent's head, the serpent would bruise the head of the, of, of would bruise, rather, the heel of the woman's seed. That's a a, a reference to the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, but But the woman's seed would crush the head of the serpent. That is God's promise of of hope for redemption right there through the, the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And we see his mercy and his grace when he killed an animal. And from that animal, he took skins and made coverings. For Adam and Eve and God is covering us now again that's a foreshadow of the fact that God covers us with his righteousness his righteousness it's what he did their fig leaves that they made their works of righteousness didn't work. It fell short. Their fig leaves uh, covering them didn't cover them. But God in his mercy and grace covered them. So in this first encounter with almighty God, with humans, we see God's justice. We see God's mercy and grace. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God is a just God? That God is holy? That God is righteous? He never bends His standards? He can't be anything but righteous? But aren't you glad that God also is a God of mercy and a God of grace and He's provided a way for us to be forgiven and redeemed and covered with His righteousness and brought back into that eternal fellowship with Him? Eternal fellowship. And one day we'll realize that fully when we're with Him face to face. Well, We're going to get another Divine Encounter on the next podcast. I hope you'll be tuned. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.